0: hey everybody welcome to the struggling hunters uh you're with me eric stewart and the man mr joe imes joe imes how you doing today i'm pretty good i'm excited for this uh podcast and to uh
1: discuss some topics with you whatever they may be
0: (laughs) yeah yeah definitely we uh we are definitely trying to work on some free-flowing topics just let them come to us as they come um Speaking that, how did you feel about uh, last week's podcast? Uh, I think it was, I think it was kind of interesting. I,
1: as I thought of it, you know, interesting is for me to kind of think, you know, like how, you know, just the, I don't know, like not, I guess how, I guess, important or kind of, you know, being the first time I've ever been recorded myself in a podcast, you know, just kind of like that. I don't know, like the cool, not cool, you know, like trying to like I did that, you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. um, but uh, you know, some of the some of the takeaways, you know, is you know, trying not to to uh be someone that I guess I'm not or you know, trying to continue like trying to put words in where they probably maybe shouldn't be just just trying to you know that way I sound like I know what I'm talking about or or uh trying to talk my story up you know wow <laughs> it's it was it's it, it was interesting for me a little different well how about you what would, would you do you have any takeaways or anything yet?
0: <laughs> yeah um i w i feel like uh I was a little nervous um I feel like I kind of lost my thought a little bit a few times and uh I I can be such a perfectionist at times that uh, I beat myself up over that stuff. And what's really funny is is what what happened like last week's podcast to this podcast. Um, I know we're only a few minutes into this one, but but I but my nerves are so much calmer, you know, because I, I guess in a way I've been here before, if you will. And so I feel I feel like a a little bit smoother uh, or or whatnot. And I mean I'm sure the first few are going to be kind of rough and, and, you know, we're going to be figuring out a direction and where we want to take the struggling hunters. Um, but as of right now, I mean, uh, yeah, last week was, was kind of a rough one. I felt like on my part. Um, but you know, uh, the, the biggest takeaway though is, is I was, I had a lot of fun and I had fun, you know, uh, being able to do it with one of my oldest friends. And so for that, you know, I just, I want to keep getting better and keep, uh, you know, we're, we're some diamonds in the rough. Um, some may say crystals in the rough, uh, (laughs) but, uh, um, you know, I think that, uh, we have, we have good content that we want to talk about. Um, you know uh, i i know i know for me you know i i hope that i never get lost like as time goes on and and we're making more and more content and everything like i don't want to get lost and, and remember and and forget these times of of um you know how sometimes our hunts are are tough you know or that we you know like so we can always relate to somebody that's trying to learn how to hunt or you know and we know how to how to explain ourselves in a way that newer hunters will understand what we're what we're getting across and um i'm kind of rambling on but oh, i think you know it, you
1: uh you do have something there you know like just i'll you know, just try to make sure that you're kind of trying staying true to the sport and true to, you know, like why you enjoy it, you know, why, why, why you go to the woods for the reasons you do, um, you know, I'm not losing sight of, uh, of your, uh, of your legacy, I guess, you know, of, of who, of who you, what, who you, who, who you've been, or what, <laughs> who you were growing up to who you are now, you know, not, not getting too focused on 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 a particular item that particular item that you uh, you know don't don't do what you want to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, like, uh, um,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so uh, oh, when you were, when you made the comment of you know like long being longtime friends. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but back back in high school one morning, I think i you know back before cell phones and uh, <laughs> or like even in the you know growing up like we did there in county i we you know there was no cell tower, so I don't even think anybody had a beeper. or you know we <laughs> we you, you, almost more or less if you want to get a hold of someone, you had to stop by colonels or conningers to <laughs> to make plans or something but uh I was wanting to go hunting and I didn't want to go by myself and I think I got up early in the morning and came down and knocked on your door at like five in the morning or something like that And just, just uh, we ended up going up I, I can't remember if we went up party that time or if we went up driving up the river one but I just remember oh yeah. Yeah. Like, just come to your house and like
0: counting on your door <laughs> like hey uh, it's five o'clock in the morning you want to go hunting <laughs> yeah 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 i i yeah uh, i don't quite remember uh doing that but i i definitely remember those uh those hunt trips with you in high school i remember uh i remember um i remember both of them the ones where we were trying to scout across the river and, yeah uh, see if we could shoot something out Again, man, the struggling hunter. We've been struggling hunters since high school, man. <laughs>
1: so, I remember, so I hate to admit it, but like when we were, when we did that one, we were scouting across, you know, looking from one side of the river to the other side. We had the only way that if we did get something, we had to drive all the way back into town, cross the bridge, and more or less like, hike down the railroad tracks yeah. you know, six miles to get to where we would have shot something. I remember I did take a shot, and I was like, kind kind of all, you know, overconfident, and I I, I just picked up a, a seven Remington seven mm Remington mag, and uh, I was like, oh yeah, I got this long distance rifle now, you know, I can shoot these long shots. I didn't have, <laughs> didn't have a range finder or nothing. I think I, I remember you sitting there like, you're really gonna shoot that? I was like, oh yeah, man, <laughs> I have got this. <laughs> No, I I, I set up and I was like, all right, here we go. let so take a shot. and it, like, I, you know, I had to, I, I feel bad. I, I had no way to like, you know, confirm it was a miss other than like the deer ran away full bore, like uphill. And, you know, I didn't even act wounded, but I, I'm sure I missed it because I have no clue how far it was. You know, or you know, Ooh, I, really how is. even accurate my gun was and I just <laughs> you sitting there you gonna shoot it? oh yeah yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i I remember that very well, and um <laughs> i i kind of- i i in my head i remember I remember watching your bullets be like i don't know ten feet short of actually hitting it. <laughs> <laughs> That that I mean, I don't know, I could be wrong about that, but that's what I thought I remembered was was uh like you would shoot and we'd sit there and watch. I mean, God only knows how far those deer really were. <laughs> there was some nice bucks though. I remember we were shooting you were shooting towards some nice bucks. But I remember what I remember is kind of watching it and seeing seeing, you know, the dirt fly and um but it was like ten feet under the the deer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I kind of remember, but but I but I also remember you being so uh, so confident though. I do like your your overconfidence was making me confident, right? Because I'm like, you you gonna shoot that really? And you're like, oh yeah, no big deal. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no big deal. Let's do it. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, not now after all these years to know that you're just <laughs> didn't even know what you were doing. <laughs>
1: no. i mean i think the farthest shot so farthest shot i've ever taken at a deer up to that point i was probably 100 yards so like i've never, you know like shooting one that was way before like everybody was into like i didn't like shooting long range you know trying to get out to six seven hundred yards or whatever you know i i I was like oh yeah i got
0: a good rifle i can do it (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's so funny yeah, I thought that you've been there before. I, didn't didn't somebody tell you about that kind of hunt? Because I never did that before, and you're the one that introduced me to to that. Well, I had I
1: like I don't I had someone tell me that they canoed across the river to spots, and they would uh, they'd hunt that way. And so, like, I tried to go out. You know, like my plan was to I you know wasn't the smartest thing to do. Looking back, you know I. That's one of the things I've learned is trying not to shoot something that you can't you know confirm, but you know I tried to hunt far enough away from town, that I was far enough away, but not too far. I yeah. couldn't hunt down the other side of the tracks to get to whatever it was but yeah that was a that was the first and only time I did that,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um <laughs> so you never did that again after that, uh really, yeah. All these years, man, I thought that I thought that that's kind of just what you did because you were so confident about all that, man. I, I all these years I thought that's how you hunted, man. I, I I didn't I didn't know that that was the one and only time that you ever tried that. Yeah, that was a
1: that was a how so I was probably seventeen, seventeen year old, full of testosterone and uh, adrenaline. I could do anything. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I never I never heard of that kind of hunting at all, and then you're like, oh, yeah, people do it all the time. I was like, okay, well, if they do, because I was like, I remember whenever you first like brought it up to me, I was like, is that even legal? And then, <laughs> I
1: probably wasn't. I mean, I, <laughs> we were down off the road, so we weren't necessarily, like, you know, sitting in the truck. We were, you know, down, not even on the road when I made the shot, but right, I, right. I don't think you're supposed to shoot across bodies
0: of water <laughs> that was the part that was the part that I thought maybe we were illegal on is shooting across bodies of water but but I mean you were shooting uphill it wasn't like you're shooting down toward the water so right <laughs> who knows hey you know what I, I'm pretty sure uh, um uh what is that called the uh statute of limitations is is <laughs> uh, we're way past this so they'll they'll never get us now we're we're okay <laughs> You it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah that was god that was so much fun though i, I do remember that and then i remember being down there in party e, too yeah um that was that was a lot of fun too remember all the uh bear poop yeah that
2: yeah, was, that was the
0: biggest thing that i remember about it is there was bear poop everywhere up and through there <laughs> it was crazy yeah.
1: I was kind of excited going in that area and then and then I think at you know, the tags we had you could uh, shoot either a buck or a doe. And uh not that it was a bad hike, but I just remember coming across does and I was like, I'm not shooting a doe back in here. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot a doe, I'm gonna shoot one down the road from my house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so I have a story about about a party that um Is probably there might be truth to it, but there's probably um, it's it's probably impossible to to fact check. But uh, I I heard that um, I believe it was Teddy Roosevelt used to bring his. I'm right here. Did I lose you?
2: Uh oh.
1: You there? Yeah, sorry, you just all of a sudden froze.
0: <laughs> yeah, you did too. I don't know what happened. It sounded like there was uh there was a 1984 Mazda that drove by and then we lost all reception so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened, but um it wasn't good. So so did you hear what I was said though about party? No, yeah. I missed all of that. Okay, so party um there was this old tale that i used to hear from uh, uh i'll just say uh you know people that you know lived in idaho forever or whatever um
2: did you freeze again there you are
0: you froze again or i froze again are you doing okay
1: yeah I'm, i think i feel okay
0: <laughs> maybe it's that coronavirus your phone got it yeah. <laughs> it's freezing up instead <laughs> instead of overheating the phones just freeze up but uh but anyway so i swear man like this this party story they don't want me to tell right <laughs> the government's kicking in <laughs> so so did you hear what i said about uh uh president the president uh, no, oh my God, was the people that that or yeah, like,
1: lived in Idaho for a long time would tell a story, but that's all I got. Okay,
0: so older folks that lived in Idaho used to tell this story about President Teddy Roosevelt, okay, that he used to drive through Par or not drive through sorry, take a train through party uh-huh. and and that, and uh there used to be like a hotel there and everything. It was a big, um, it was a big stop for the train to like unload goods and stuff like that. Whenever Pardee was was a little town, uh, it's kind of a shame that there's really no pictures of what the town looked like. I don't, I mean, it, might, it couldn't have been that big. It probably was more of a train station than a than a town. Anyway, right. uh, there was a hotel there, and Teddy Roosevelt used to stop there and take his mistress there for the night. I've heard it. Um, I tried to Google it. I've never been able to like prove anything was true. So I mean it's hard to say, but uh but I, I always thought that was an interesting story about party Idaho. So Huh um
1: Interesting.
0: So yeah, so anybody that looks it up, um, there's really nothing there anymore. I mean huh. it's a little bit of little bit of um cinder or concrete and cinder blocks or something.
1: Yeah, I think, like, a little bit of a silo, concrete silo or something is left down there. That's even still there. I haven't been
0: there in uh, 10 years. Yeah, yeah, probably longer for me. Um, had to have been longer for me. I haven't been down there for, um, I don't know, probably since, like, 2005 maybe or something. I mean, I don't know. When i I probably been down there whenever I was living there, but. But yeah, it's um, been a very long time since I've been there. But but anyway, yeah. So I don't know. I I just always thought that was a cool story about. The, I mean, whether it's true or not, I don't know. But but uh, I always thought it was a cool story about Party Idaho. So um, but uh, yeah. So uh, as far as Idaho or hunting in Idaho, um, what uh, what else do you got, Joe? Um. Like, did you? Uh, what other areas did you hunt in Idaho that you uh, really liked?
1: Um, I had the opportunity going up uh, like the Selway area, hunting uh, muzzleloader for for I think I had a cow tag. That was a kind of a cool opportunity. That I, you know it was that was, I didn't realize how much of a heyday we grew up in. You know as far as hunting goes Mm. like you know now it kind of stinks because like you know you get like nine days to hunt where up where we grew up like growing up we'd get a month and a half to hunt for a deer with a rifle and then you get a like a a black powder stamp and then you hunt into December and like you could hunt if you didn't fulfill your fill your tag with your deer you know you're hunting your your cow elk with certain areas you can hunt both your elk and your deer muzzle order clear into December. And so I got to go up there and do some hunting up in there. That was that was you know that was fun. It was a pretty drive too, you know, going up the the canyons there to to even go hunting and I didn't wasn't good enough to <laughs> to get anything. You know, I've didn't see any elk or any well I guess there's uh I saw some elk when I was sitting at the truck but <laughs> didn't have my gun
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right when I was out of the truck I didn't have my gun I went mm. to
2: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> but yeah so that was I was so I was hunting with uh with Louie and uh and uh Devin okay and, and Louie was there with Louie and or Hunt was there with uh with a uh, couple of his friends and stuff and we were in two separate vehicles and me Louie and Devin were in one truck together and and I made it back first and so did Hunt and uh all his buddies they made it back to their truck and we were waiting for Devin and to get back. They they ended up Devin ended up shooting something. They were cleaning it so they were getting back a little late. So I'm in the truck by myself and it's like, oh I'll go check to see how the other guys did, you know, like I'll oh, oh, what see what they they had any success or saw anything and and uh and so I get out the truck and I in the back of my head I go oh, I should grab my gun, you know, I'm still technically hunting. It's like, oh no, I'm just leaving the truck. So I walk over to talk to them. They're like, oh, I didn't see anything. Walked around a little bit, and, and uh, oh, that's cool. So I start walking back to the truck that I was driving in. I get halfway between them, and these three cow elk start like running across this meadow, uh-huh. like sixty yards away. And I remember, I, I remember
2: sitting there thinking, okay, uh, what do I do?
1: <laughs> I don't have my gun, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, gun in the truck. So I just elk, elk. <laughs> the other truck doors fly open. Guys pile out and they just take off running. You know, trying trying to trail the elk and and meanwhile I'm running back to my truck and grab my gun and trying to run out and and you know trying to get a shot. Like, but you know they're they were on a dead sprint. You know, you know how elk are when they get moving they move. There's no way to catch you'll you. never.
0: Yeah, you'll never catch up to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so
1: Hunt, every time I'd see Hunt after that, you'd always say, I hey, remember that one time we were out elk hunting, and you stood there with the gun in your hands, yelling elk."
0: <laughs> <laughs> he kind of, he kind of ad lib to the, to the uh, experience. Thing. I take yeah. it. <laughs> That's funny. I was
1: irritated, you like, oh, I didn't have no." I didn't have a gun in my hand, I was in the truck. And, oh no, I remember you standing there with the gun in your hands yelling elk. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I never really went hunting up to the subway, but um I did uh I did go bugling um one time with my older brother. My older brother had a friend that had a cabin up there. Yeah. And um I went up there and actually stayed in that cabin a few times, but, um, but we, uh, but yeah, we'd, we'd like go hiking up around in there and go bugling and stuff. And it was a lot of fun. I, I don't know why I never did really go like elk hunting up there, but, but, uh, I just never went that way. I was kind of more, um, the Eldorado area, um, Lolo Creek, uh, hunted a lot of, a lot of spent, a, uh, Maggie's Creek. Um, spent a lot of my time kind of hunting in that area. So, um, never really went up to, uh, to, uh, so to hunt, but, but yeah, um, it's beautiful area up there for sure. I mean, such great area. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's a lot of fun. Um, so speaking of, uh bugling. Uh when are you going hunting this year or do you have a exact plan yet?
1: I don't really have an exact plan yet. Um I uh, uh I was gonna get my dates out but
2: uh I'm still haven't
1: quite decided what area I wanna hunt in yet. Um you know, it is because one again I, I kinda got two opportunities with uh, archery, um, with a bull any bull tag, I can do one area where I can hunt uh, any bull, you know, like spike to any branch yeah. antler, yeah. or another area that I hunted last year. It's just a, a spike only because it's a it's a premium unit, so you'd have to have a premium tag to. Um, to hunt a branched antler bull in that unit, but, uh, I could hunt a spike elk in that unit. And, you know, I, and I did run into a handful of, you know, I heard some elk bugle this last year and saw a cow, but like I said, it's, I haven't quite decided yet which way I want to go. So but anyways, you know, my my plan is to spend some time prepping as far as shooting my bow, getting ready. That way, you know. So, but uh, uh, yeah, I you know I and the other thought is you know bugle and I haven't done much of bugle, so I need to need to practice some. You know, I think you know to try to at least locate them or call them in.
0: Yeah, for sure. That was one thing that was cool.
1: You know, it was when I did get into them and had them bugle and, you know, just hearing them. That's one thing I just have always enjoyed is sitting there in the woods and hearing an elk bugle crack off, you know. Like it's, as, it's just one of the, I don't know, one of the fun opportunities that you get to experience, you know, in, in wildlife, you know, hearing a bull elk bugle.
0: Yeah. I, um, it's funny you say that because I was on I, – I, uh, back in the day, when when I lived up in Idaho, I was almost more addicted to that and then than actually hunting them. It's just bugling with them, just talking to them, you know. Um, uh, I never, I never, uh, you know, and I still haven't, uh, you know, uh, as far as archery or 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 um, muzzleloader. So, like, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is, by the time rifle season comes around. The bugling's usually over but but uh back in the day we would go we would go to uh uh while well, I did it at the cellway I'd do it um kind of all over uh tahoe and just like bugle the elk and and uh you know just have them talk back and uh, when I was learning how to bugle it's kind of funny because i i I've never bow hunted and I've never uh been, done odor, but I do know how I'm not saying my my bugle is the purdiest by any means but I know how to bugle like I, I I do it enough where I'm I'm okay I'm not great or anything but I can but what I was gonna say though is is whenever I was learning how to bugle and I was practicing on live elk it was amazing that some of my the ugliest bugles that you've ever heard they would actually talk back to you it makes you want, it makes you wonder what it's all about cuz man i'd lay out some ugly ugly bugles and uh you know i'd have enough talk back and and some of the friends that i was with they, they'd lay out this beautiful bugle you know just perfectly timed and 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 um you know sound beautiful and then like no response but then i lay out and you know whenever i was learning I would lay out this ugly bugle and I'd get a response, not every time, but it was just funny that it happened. I'm not, I mean, it would. it might've even been a one-off, but it was just, it was just kind of a funny, funny story that I was thinking about that that uh, that used to happen is, is um, is uh, whenever I lay out those ugly bugles, I just get, I'd actually get a response. So so it's just kind of funny, but, um, but I want to get out there this year and kind of, kind of do it again um whenever they start well I think I'll be in the rut go ahead right
1: I can say I think it'll be fun for uh you know taking your boy out and having him experience that you know like letting him hear a a bugle back at you you know and Mm. see see how that's that's one thing I like I you know I think it'd be fun for it for for Carter
0: (laughs) oh yeah he'll be hooked he'll be hooked He'll be hooked. And, uh, and speaking of that, I feel like a good segue. Um, <laughs> I mean, this being our first podcast, I feel like, uh, that was pretty good, right? That was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> segue right into this, but, uh, speaking of Carter, um, you know, I think that's what this is all about. Like us making content about hunting and sharing our struggles to some of our successes, to us just talking about the fun that we had growing up. Um it's really about um spreading the word of hunting and what honey means to us. And um and so I uh, you know that that it's I guess what I'm trying to say is like like um you know I hope that eventually we get to the point where we're inspiring people with this podcast and whatever other avenues that we take by making content, uh, we're, we're getting people into the sport or at least admiring the sport from afar because they understand where we come from. And, um, starting with like my kids, my boys, uh, generation, you know, like, it's It's really neat and and that's one thing that I feel like has changed now. We both live in different areas, and maybe if we would have always lived in Colorado and and you would have always lived in Utah um you might we might have never noticed this, but you know where we lived in Idaho, everybody hunted. If you didn't hunt, everybody' would look at you like the outsider right, but now where we live to a point, I mean, I know, I know I can say for myself, like most people understand the hunting world, but there's a lot of people that don't hunt around here. So it's almost like flipped where they look at me weird that I hunt. And it's a very weird psychological thing, but, but I see it as a problem because I'm like, you've never, you've never hunted. You've only, you've only, you know, like maybe fished or whatever. And, and uh, I don't know. I just think it's kind of a shame because I feel like, I feel like our generation, everybody hunted. That's just what you did. We, we practically got a day off of school for it. And whenever they started to not let you have a day off of school for it, they all understood where you were on opening day. (laughs) when (laughs) Nobody showed up to the class. So it's a weird, it's just been a weird thing to watch through our lifetime. Um, people people not understanding the outdoors whenever when we were kids I felt like everybody just understood it like you just that's just what people did right Um, and so anyways I just hope that we can inspire people that what I'm really trying to get at in this my segue is that uh I hope that we can inspire people to uh want to you know give the the sport a shot or at least you know even help support the sport by doing whatever you know what whatever they see in their community where they can help um you know maybe maybe um you know mentor somebody or 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 whatever or you know donate whatever i don't know but but all i'm saying is like mostly just like you know hopefully we we can uh get people to you know um give the like <clears throat> I think give the sport a chance I think one of the things is exactly.
1: right now too it seems like I used to be under the mentality of a, uh, you know you kind of got to have the best gear you know i am not to say you know like I've never really had the best gear but I always put myself down as a hunter you know like oh you know it's, I don't have that thousand dollar rifle or that Eight hundred dollar bow, or you know the fifty dollar arrows, or whatever you know. Like that's just not how. For one, it's not you know. I guess money is you know. Only you can only allocate money certain ways, and don't pie can only be cut so many pieces, and so you have to you know watch where you're going. But like you know, the at the end of the day, if you want to give this hunting a chance, you know you you can make it happen. You know you can find a way to do it you don't have to have the big money you know that's you know, we're public land hunters so you know we put in for a draw you know if there happens to be leftover tags and some things you know like you can go buy them over the counter but you know it's not like we're going out and paying some rancher to hunt on his land or anything you know like not saying that that's not bad you know if I had the opportunity to hunt on private property or you know if someone gave me the opportunity to hunt high fenced or something sure i'd i'd take it you know if that opportunity presented itself but just you know have an opportunity to go out like you know we were talking earlier pick up a bugle tube and go out in the woods and crack off a bugle during the rut you know and go experience that you know there's things you know, only you can you can do to have a good time or to get your feet wet you know like I mean, I'm sure it's hard to find – if you're trying to get into it, you know, you got to, you know, be respectful of – you know, you can find someone to, to shadow or, you know, to take you out, but you got to be respectful of the time that they put in in the woods. You know, like you don't really want to slow them up. Make sure you're in shape or, you know, gain understanding of the area you'll be in so you don't get lost. You know, try to get your, make yourself ready. So you could go with someone, you know, like more more than likely people won't mind you going. It's just whether or not you're prepared to go with them, you know. Uh it's my little two cents on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think that I think that's a good thing, and I I, I feel like we're kind of just opening the 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 doors on this because the one thing with the hunting community is it's a, it's a funny community because um, I feel like, I feel like we want the hunting community to be strong, but we also want to be left alone and we don't want to tell you where we hunt. Right. You understand? <laughs> yeah. Like, so like even me, like I'm, I'm a big, I'm, I'm big into like, especially cause I feel like, there's two ways about it. Like, I don't want everybody to hunt because then they're going to put more, regu- you know, or the, the, um, the parks and wildlife, uh, we'll put more, uh, rules and regulations on our hunts. The more people are out there hunting. I mean, they'll take all the money in the world, but, but, you know, eventually they're going to be like, Hey, there's more people out here hunting than we have tags and, and, and game and, you know, it's going to, it could get very chaotic if everybody wanted to hunt, but I am an advocate to try to get people to go hunting or to try it and, and try to get into that avenue. Um But I, I mean, I go back and forth because I'm like, I want to help people get into the sport, but then I don't want too many people into the sport. I want the community to be strong, but I don't want to take people through my secret hunting spots. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So yeah. so um I I don't know, it's 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 always kind of the yin and the yang to to uh everything and um but uh but at the same time I think I think to evolve the to evolve hunting and um to evolve you know, you, you gotta try to get people to come in to the sport and, um, and you gotta, you gotta be a mentor. So I don't know. That's just, that's my two cents. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, so, um,
2: I don't know. I, I, uh, what, uh,
0: What kind of? I, here's a question that I that I have for you. Um, what kind of arrows do you use currently?
1: Uh, currently, they're the Cabela's. I can't remember, but they're like the cheaper side of it. <laughs> I think I'm twenty five bucks for a box for a dozen. Oh, so really? like Yeah. So like you know, they're not. They're nothing special, uh, but you know like. But if I know how to use my, if I learn how to use my equipment, they're going to take down, you know, whatever I, whatever I'm shooting, <laughs> you know, but that's, you know, I, I don't really, not that I'm, I'm not, that I'm, I am i don't feel I'm going to see the benefit of having, you know, a, a more expensive arrow right now. I'm not, my bow, you know, is a 20 year old bow. So it's not going to, it's not shooting with the most, uh, um, torque or what, whatever the proper wordage is, you know, it's not a lot of uh poundage. It's only I think it's set at fifty-six pounds, and I don't know that, right now, that I'll ever shoot more of a powerful bow. You know, like I feel like I could probably handle a seventy-pound bow, you know, but that's I don't know I, that fifty pounds does a clear pass through, you know, on a. Elk or whatnot. So, you know, as long as I'm a, as long as I can get my skills better, you know, right now I haven't had a opportunity to release an arrow on an elk yet. This will be my second year trying with a with a bow for elk. But uh, you know, so I guess what I'm getting at is having a more expensive uh, arrow or you know a brand new bow. I I haven't. I wouldn't even. I guess paid for my bow yet or you
2: know,
1: I you know, like if I had the expensive bow, it's not like it's made me that better of a hunter because I haven't even, I guess, acquired the skills or become the hunter to have the opportunity to have a, a shot with a with an at an elk yet. So you know I but yeah, but I what I can say is, you know, the arrows have you have been working good for me. I haven't had any issues with them.
0: Yeah. So so you feel like I mean you've been hitting like whenever you're out there practicing and everything you're hitting your targets just fine and
1: yeah like I, I my group is you know like i um, think I was out at 60 yards I was hitting a you know a paper plate like my grouping isn't dialed into a small you know I ain't hitting a a 1-inch group at 60 yards but I feel like I'm hitting a kill zone at 60 yards but you know but I again you know I, I need to you know, spend time practicing. That's the only thing, you
0: know. Isn't that funny how we can get caught up, though, in, like, you know, uh, these whatever company, you know, um, I mean, take your pick, but, you know, we'll have a commercial or something about, you know, the the carbon fiber, ultra light, blah, 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 super straight, you know, and you get caught up in that. But then at the end of the day, it's like, I mean – you don't really need it. You know, I mean, it's just, it's not, it's kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, like your Cabela 25 or your dozen for 25 bucks, you know, is shooting in the kill zone and you know, you're doing good. And I guess that kind of brings up another point though, is, is everything like, um, I mean, you know, you can, you can try to have all your top notch gear um you know imposed for Instagram and you know make sure that the company names are are there and then go in and watch TV, you know. <laughs> Cause you took the Instagram picture off your front porch or whatnot. And I'm not hating or anything, but what I'm saying what I'm what I'm getting at, I'm kinda kinda going the long way around to get there is um kind of with what you're saying with the with the um the bows like man we all started out with nothing you know like I mean I got hand-me-down camo like all my life until you know a little whenever I finally like got a little bit older and stuff and you know I finally bought my own camo and um I bought my mossy oak pants and coat and shirt you know and um, I mean, I kind of went all out, but but we all start out with like, you know, I started out with a 33 or a 3030 rifle, you know, a 33. I don't yeah. know what that is. Um, I started out with a 3030 rifle, and um, you know, like, and I worked my way up, and uh, which I'm at a 270, which was great in in Idaho, and I do need to bump it up to. At least to thirty six now right but but uh, but still, like that's what that's kind of what I'm saying is I mean, it's okay to gradually get there if you if you're lucky enough and you can buy all the stuff, go do it, you know, i mean, if you know you can buy all the all the sitka gear or whatever and 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 you know the fanciest gun out there, go do it, but I mean, I'm not hating by any means but but you know, I feel like one thing, and and, I mean, it makes sense because there's sponsorships involved in stuff where we don't have that. What I'm trying to say is, is, you know, um, a lot of other shows don't ever say this, but just get out there, get out there with, you know, even if you're in jeans and a, and a Carhartt jacket, I mean, how many years did we all hunt with Carhartt jackets on? Right. Or or an off-brand Eckhart. Of <laughs> I mean, true, true, very so, true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you have camo? I I don't remember. Did you have full camo?
1: Um, growing up, uh, oh, hey, how are you? Drop on the floor there. Joe, how'd you go? <laughs> uh, growing up, I think I had, uh like a pair of pants that was camouflaged and a uh, and a pant or a shirt that was camouflaged. But I, you know, I, I, I think I had a pair of, you know, it's funny growing up. So I had a pair of uh, black Wranglers that like, those were my, my hunting pants through the season. Right. Like, I, you know, like that was, I don't know if I thought that like, you no know, black was like a little bit better of a camouflage, but and I mean, you had to wear an orange. I you were rifle hunt, so you had to wear an orange vest. But um, I just remember thinking, you know, like those. I, I don't. Did I wash them through the hunt? I think I'd go like you know, like a week or two, get home from school or football practice or hunting on the weekends, and you know, I throw all my black, um, my black Wranglers, and then I, you know, my my <laughs> my logging boots. I can't remember what brand they were, you know, but like. It wasn't, you know, there weren't no hiking boots, and, and then, uh, yeah, my, I don't remember what, sweatshirt and you know ball cap or whatever, my orange and go out hunting. I I didn't have full camo or, you know, anything new until, to a year. Last year, I finally broke it down and you know bought some camouflage for uh, the bow hunt. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I. I I, there was a moment in time where I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna buy all my all my uh, my jackets and sweatshirts are all gonna be camouflaged. So that way, you know, I don't have to spend money on hunting gear and you know, like regular clothes or whatnot. <laughs> but you know, like I go places and and I'm not that I was ashamed, but I was just like, man, a camouflage jacket just doesn't fit where I'm at right now, or right? you know, yeah, so, yeah." so like I kinda of backed off on getting camo for a for a little bit because you know I was trying to you know I guess buy clothes every day and that I could wear every day and then hunt in too and yeah. but anyways, yeah, so I it's I'd growing up I didn't really have all that many. I remember I had I kinda of felt bad a little because uh someone had a pair of camel pants or something They're like oh yeah i got them on sale at walmart so growing up where we did you know we we walmart was 70 miles away and so you know if you needed something like you had i think dell's cashway was the only like kind of outdoor store that we had that was a gas station slash hunting store like you know and they had a good selection of stuff for what they were
0: they, but, they definitely had what what everybody wanted in that town for sure. I mean they they had the cor- the market cornered and and they kind of knew they kind of yeah. exactly what to do. The only thing that they kind of they kind of lacked on was was apparel. Like if they would have had more like coats and and stuff it would have been nice to
1: but uh so I, my mom she uh Oh, I can't remember, but anyways, I, like, I asked her, she went to Lewiston to pick something up, and I was like, hey, pick me up a pair of camouflage pants, you know, and or something, and, and I remember she picked them up and, like, you know, whatever, I can't remember how much they were, but I just, I remember mom kind of being a little more like, you know, like, hey, you know, I can't remember if I had to pay her back or, you know, put some, give her some money back or something, you know, yeah. like, you know, like the, getting these camouflage pants, I think I was a junior or senior in high school, but like it was kind of a big deal for me, you know. You know, like, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: it wasn't like, you know, like, oh, yeah, I bought, bought, got some new pants, it was kind of like, you know, almost like, well, it was a sacrifice in a way. To, and I, I wore those things out, I, I don't know if I, I wore them, you know, like when I'd go hunting, I think like the pattern was faded and but I got I wore them up till about probably like seven six years ago so like I wore you know I'd, every time I'd go hunting I'd wear them that but they finally I think I blew the butt out of them or the crotch I got too fat
0: <laughs> yeah that happens <laughs> that happens believe me um <laughs> that's funny um yeah um now that you're explaining those pants, I, I feel like I vaguely remember you like in those in the in the camel pants. Um yeah, uh I uh so I got made fun of for, I mean, I was a little bit older, but but I, I would always get, like, hand-me-downs from people and stuff, like my camo pants and stuff. And, and usually it was the ones that they didn't want to wear anymore. You know, they finally got, like, a cool pattern that they wanted or something, and, and I'd get, you know, whatever whatever it was. They're like, yeah, you, you know, you can have these. I don't want them no more.
2: Right. <laughs> You're like, yeah,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was. Um, but uh, <laughs> I remember uh, one time – uh, we we were older, um, in our early twenties or whatnot. But me and uh, me and uh, Tyson Davis, um, we uh, went hunting, and uh, we met some, or it, we kind of just uh, met some other guys or whatever that we knew or whatever. And they were making fun of us because me and Tyson were all camoed out, right? And uh-huh. uh, and they're like, oh, no wonder you can't see any elk today or whatever, because you guys have all your camo on, you know? they because some people <laughs> were like. Kind of against the camo thing at that time, and um and I remember me and Tyson we were talking, and, and I was like, man, it, it's not like I'm really trying to be like sneaky or anything away from the elk. It's just the fact that I love to put on all this camo. You know, I love to I love to be cool like that. You know, so so I've always kind of just loved putting on my camo, and but yeah, man, it's always been a struggle to to. Um, to, you know, have the, have the best equipment and, and, you know, I mean, the best thing you can do is, you know, if you're fortunate enough to go buy it all, go buy it all. But, but uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, just, just buy a piece at a time, you know, don't, don't feel overwhelmed. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I never do. Um, I I budget myself mostly cause my wife would kill me if I really want, went and spent all our money on, on hunting stuff but and I would if I could but yeah I'm I'm pretty sure she'd kill me um you know if we couldn't afford the lights and a few other things because I went and (laughs) bought everything but you know I just budget my my hunting stuff out every year I kind of just make a list and if I can afford it I'll get it and I mean that's where it is now but but I will say that that that's one thing that's kind of changed as I've gotten older though is you know I get older and I go. You know, cause there was stuff like, like whenever I was younger, having the wore out camo faded camo, all that stuff until the butt fell out of it or whatever. I, I didn't care to buy a new pair of pants. I was like, I got my camo pants. I don't care. I wear them. I wear them, you know, for a few months a year and put them back in the, in the tote and, and, you know, <laughs> I don't think about it or whatever, you know, but, um, so yeah, so I would, I would, uh. You know, I'd wear my camo until it till it all wore out, but uh, um, but I don't know. I guess nowadays, like they just make such good stuff anymore, and everybody wants it. But
1: no, that's true. Just, I got. I'll second that. You know, it's you know, it, it will make your hunt better. Probably, you know, it'd be able to, it'll take. You know, you know, good gear is gonna take some stress out of you know, like staying warm or you know busting the brush and wearing some good good equipment that's not going to you're getting getting to get tore up or you know but you know at the end of the day you know too it's you know you're 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 out in the woods you know like you're 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 having you know that experience that you you can only have out there and you know if, no matter what you're wearing you're still going to you're still going to to me at least you know like yeah I might you know, be a little colder or whatnot, but still I'm, I'm in the woods.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Um, and that, and that's really what it's about, man, is, is just that being out in the woods, uh, getting that, that fresh air. I mean, just clearing your mind of everything that's going on in town at home and, 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 um, just being, I mean, I, I know I sound like a hippie. I don't know if that's, the wrong thing to say or not but but man being one with with the uh with nature a little bit you know just being out there and and you know being a little bit miserable being a little bit cold like it humbles you as a person it it toughens you up but it also humbles you as far as is like you know like realizing that you're not all that in a bag of chips you know (laughs) I mean seriously a little bit you know like when you're out there freezing your butt off and kind of wishing that you were, you know, next to a campfire or, or a fireplace with some hot cocoa, you know, but you're in the middle of a blizzard or whatnot. And, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, it, it humbles you. It makes you It kind of like, makes you appreciate life for what it is whenever you get back home and, and, um, I definitely – every time I go out and, like, we go to hunt camp like we have been able to the last couple of years, man, every time that I come back to town and, and like, get back to the regular routine, um, yeah, it definitely changes my perspective on a lot of things. And, and I always tell myself I need to get out and do this more often because it's just good for mental clarity. And uh, it really clears my head and, you know, makes me appreciate – life for what it is a lot more with no pressures except what's in the woods so yeah i don't know man i recommend being out there um for everybody and i know i know it does me me wonders just being out there and then being able to go out there with friends too and uh you know being able to hang out and do your thing i mean that's the that's the best part about all of it is hanging out with your buddies and stuff so true I feel like I kind of I kind of went on my own path there. I didn't really stay on subject, but but yeah, man. I I I do feel though. Um, besides getting out in the woods and stuff, what I was gonna say is the one the one thing that that like. So as I get older, the more the more I kind of look to that stuff. That's kind of where I was going. Was whenever I was younger, I didn't care. You know, I would wear out my camo. I'd wear out whatever I had until I got holes in the butt and everything else um but as I get older I'm like I'm I am kind of looking at comfort a little bit more you know like you know whenever I was a kid I could suffer through all that because I was didn't know any better now I'm starting to get to where I know better and and uh and I'm like yeah I kind of want that more expensive nice nice fit and stuff and and um you know, um, just kind of have more comfort out there in the woods. And, uh, I think it's a problem. Cause I, cause I hate the thing I hate about it is I hate admitting that, um, I was uncomfortable or I hate admitting that, that I'm, you know, I feel like I'm being a baby a little bit about, about not, um, you know, I want to be like, Oh no, I can handle it all. You know, I'm a man, <laughs> I'm a man. I can handle it. And, and I can, but whenever you see these nice, So I'm trying to think of a way to articulate it, but the one thing for me and you both, I know you have coveralls, right? Don't you have coveralls? The brown? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I have big old coveralls too, right? And that's the thing that, that's the thing that like really makes me appeal to these, these, uh, these companies that are where their clothes are, you know, they fit so nice is, is, um, We have coveralls, we have like, you know, um, I I know mine are blue, yours are are brown, but they're big and kind of bulky, you know, and you're trying to hike and stuff like that, you know, and and, uh, I mean, which, you know, we usually shed those off if we're going to hike a while or whatnot, but but still, they're big and bulky is what I'm getting at, and kind of, you know, by the time, like, I put on all my gear, I mean, I have layers and stuff, and I stay fairly warm, but I have, like... Fifteen layers it feels like i mean not quite 15 but i have a ton of layers and you know but like if i go and buy the expensive stuff from one of these these uh top brands i could get away with like three layers or two layers and be good for the day and they're more fitted to where you know you don't feel like you're just like full of clothes and they and it adds an extra ten, twenty pounds to your whole
1: you're right, to uh, your whole pack. You're like you can actually you know, like it, it it makes your hike and hunt a lot better because you're not packing an extra ten or you know, ten pounds or five pounds or whatever of just gear that takes you know, up space and makes things a little bulky.
0: Yeah. 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 So that that's definitely that's definitely my uh my my logic to wanting to get get the better stuff and I plan on getting a few things before this next hunt season. So um I don't know, maybe we could talk about that and, you know, maybe my, hopefully my purchase will be, will be a wise one or whatnot, but, but, um, but no, like, I mean, I, you know, I see both sides of it. I mean, I guess where, where, where I'm trying to get to with all this is I see both sides of it because I know, you know kind of like where we came up and the way we were raised you know you just went hunting with what you had and you made the best of it and anything that you lacked in you would hope that your hunting skill would would excel with you know if you didn't have the best gun you knew that you had to get maybe a little bit closer you know if you had a 3030 open sight uh you had to get a little bit closer than the guy with the with the uh you know, 338 um, Winchester, you know, you had to get, you know, within a hundred yards or so. And um, I mean, that's just kind of the way we were raised nowadays. It's, you know, well, hell you can sit in your, in the on top of the mountain in your cabin and make a eight hundred yard shot toward the elk. And uh, I mean, that's pretty cool and everything, but I, I don't know, man. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do another segue here. I got to ask you, what's the furthest shot that you think is ethical?
2: Oh. <clears throat> I think that
1: that's kind of a for me personally, you know, I feel like 400 yards for me. You know, that's I've not that I've shot anything out that far but target practicing, you know, that's, that's where, you know, I, I've taken shots out too. I haven't done much further than that, but, you know, you know, that's what my, what I feel capable of, you know, comfortable of, you know, I can't say what someone else's ethical shot is evidently because, you know, people are taking shots out to thousand yards, but
0: yeah.
1: I don't know. It's, you know that's you know i that's just one of the things that i try to you know to do as a hunter is to know my limitations and you know not i don't know, it, evidently you know they do make equipment that makes that possible but i don't know it's you know I, I'd, I'd like to think you know like i i i'm hoping that i can get myself the skills that you know i don't need to make an 800 yard shot but at the same time I know I contradict myself, but like you know, I I hope to maybe someday have the equipment to be able to do that. You know, if I feel possible, you know, I guess that's the whole. I don't know, maybe. What do you want to call it? Like you know, if he can do it, I can do it. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. You know, you know, I, you know, but uh, you know, I think.
1: But with the rifle, yeah, you know, four hundred yards
0: with what with the equipment that I'm using. That's that's funny. Well it's not funny, but it is funny. Um like for me I'm more like 300. Because, like target practicing and stuff, like the most I practice at is like two hundred to two fifty. I'm usually staying around one hundred to look at to check my grouping. And then I'll I might stretch out to two hundred to two fifty, but but I don't really go past that and maybe it's cuz my equipment's not quite there to go past that but but um well the other thing too is that, you know it, it takes a different for me
1: another understanding that I you know not that it's hard but you got to you know like know what your bullets are doing understand your velocity and understand you know like how far your bull your bullet or the ammunition that you're using what its capability is you know, like 200 or, you know, like 200 yards or 300 yards, just maybe the limitations, not necessarily of, of your caliber, but it's a limitation of the particular brand of bullets you're using or, you know, ammunition you're using. Um, And that, you know, and I just, and then you, you know, trying to understand, you know, how high you got to, aim and stuff, you know, you get, you kind of got to have a little bit more of an understanding of what's going on to kind of go way out there, you know, and, you know, I think it's, I haven't really taken the time to, I guess, not that I don't not understand it, but I just haven't like took my equipment and been like, all right, let's uh, set this up and see what happens, you know, like what, what exactly I got to figure out to make sure I hit that 600 yard target.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I uh, I guess the best way I can sit. So my, my feeling is this, is I would love to be able to know and be confident that I can hit a thousand yard target, but I have no interest of shooting an animal at a thousand yards or 800 yards or even 600 yards necessarily. Um, I don't know. That's just my perspective. I just feel like, 400 400 is probably the furthest, man. I feel like at 400 yards, if you're 400 yards away from something, you probably could figure out a way to get at least 100 yards closer. Well, if you're 800 yards away from something, I feel like you could at least get within 400 yards to make a a different shot. I mean, I don't think you're going to spook an elk 800 yards away. I mean, I, I guess I could be wrong, but that's a long ways. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. Yeah. If I mean, if I you're mean, not, not paying, paying attention to your wind or whatnot, you know, like, or just being a you know a total whatever, you know, like, yeah, you can spook stuff. But yeah, like you're saying, though, if you're careful and do what you need to, yeah, you could close the distance a little bit more. I think, you know, I got. <laughs> Yeah, am uh, talking like I know everything. I don't.
0: <laughs> well, and, and you know what? I mean, people that hear this, like, they're gonna hear this part of it and I'll probably probably go through a shitstorm. But I, I, I'm just serious. Like, I don't really see the point of it, especially with a with an animal. I mean, the last thing you want to do is wound an animal and leave it out for dead, right? Right. An eight hundred yard shot, like. I mean, some people, I don't know. I guess if you practice that every day, or I mean, not every day, but you know, every time you go out to shoot to the shooting range and you practice 800 yards, more power to you. But to be honest with you, I don't know too many gun ranges that are 800 yards. That's true. So who's practicing that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not very many people is what I'm saying, but everybody wants to talk about the 800 yard shot. Yeah. And, and, and i i'm just kind of i mean i'm just kind of calling bs on it because it you know i i don't know i don't know that that one man like i said i mean i i don't know i i don't have a, i don't have a big ego I, there's nothing for me to protect it, it i am who i am once i get to about 300 yards or something i'm like I don't know, man, is this ethical? Can I get a little bit closer to make a better shot? You know what I mean? And, uh, again, uh, I'm probably making some outlandish statements that, you know, people will love to uh, come back at me with. Um, and maybe that's why this podcast is called The Struggling Hunters is because I don't feel comfortable doing past 300 yards, 400 yards at the most. Well, it is what it is, and that's just my perspective of it. I mean, I don't know. So <laughs> that's just how I feel about it, Joe. I don't know. I mean, true, true. I would love to be able to say, yeah, I can hit a target at a thousand yards, but I really have zero interest of shooting an animal at a thousand yards, and that's just my my. This is my opinion. I think there's just too much that can go wrong with that amount of distance. And I think that you could shoot that animal, hit its hind quarters, hit its, hit its, you know, um, graze the top of its back, you know, maybe maybe hit its shoulder, um, and he runs that elk or deer or what, what whatever you're shooting at runs, you know, a mile away from that area, but he ends up bleeding out overnight, and you know you'll never know. You'll never know if you even hit them. That's the thing. I mean, within like 100 to 250, you can kind of – you can hear it. You can – you know, there's so many tricks to tell if you hit – you actually hit your target 800 yards. You ain't going to know if you hit it unless that thing falls down in 50 yards. I mean – or unless you got a hell of a spotting scope, I guess. I I don't know. I mean, I've never made an 800-yard shot, so I might be talking a little bit out of turn, but I mean – I don't know. It's just my thoughts. (laughs) So, I don't know. I I guess I'm making a big stance on that. I'm not trying to make a big stance. I mean, like I said, I'd love to be able to. I'd love to be confident, but I don't know too many people that are actually confident enough to do an 800,000-yard shot. So, I don't know. (laughs) I (laughs) don't know. But with that, man, I mean, I think we've been – Going at it for a little bit, you wanna save a little bit for uh next episode?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right, sounds good. Hey guys, thanks for uh tuning in to the struggling hunters uh with me, Eric Stewart, and the man Joe Ives. And um we will get to you again next week with another episode of The Struggling Hunters. Joe, you got anything to sign off with?
1: Uh, yeah. Make sure leave a comment of something you maybe you want to hear us to discuss at some time, or if there if there is a, uh, you know, comment that we said, you you know, say give us a shout out on it. Hit the like button, and uh, keep your toilet paper supplied. <laughs>
0: His last words, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. See you in the next one.